Pablo for breakfast. People of the Pilbara. Hello and welcome to People of the Pilbara. Now this podcast series is all about you, the people of our town that make Karatha such a special place to live. And I think there's something really unique about people that come to a place maybe they've never heard of in the middle of a desert, apparently with nothing to do. But as we all know, a lot of us come for a six month to 12 month plan and end up staying a decade, like I did. <laughs> so this podcast series, we're gonna have a chat to everyday people that call Karatha home and find out what they do here, what they love about Karatha and what's next in their journey. And this week's guest is City of Karatha's CEO, Virginia Miltrup. We chatted about what got her into local government, what inspired the change to move to Karatha, the vision for Karatha, and what's next for the city. So sit back, grab yourself a cuppa, and enjoy my chat with Virginia and her journey to call Karatha home. Virginia, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Pablo. How are you doing? Very good. Now... How did you end up in Karatha? Of all places, Virginia, how did you end up here? Oh, look, I actually set myself a goal to become a CEO in local government. It was something I've sort of had a bit of a five-year plan. And when I uh, uh, was looking around for CEO gigs, this was one that came up. And I I actually uh, knocked back a few. This was one of the ones that was at the top of the top of the list and um, and I'm so pleased. I actually that I'm here. I think this is actually one of the best CEO gigs in local government. So I'm really happy to be here. And I suppose why Karatha? I think it's just this is a this is kind of the you know we know it's the centre of our economy in Australia. You know this is this is the powerhouse. We talk about that all the time. But it's it's an incredible place with so much going on. And um, and I'm able to bring kind of that that balance between sort of the big picture corporate sort of thinking and then also the local government stuff and community stuff. So it's got a a mixture of everything for me, which I think is fantastic. So let's go back to young Virginia. Young Virginia, yep. Going through high school and and things like that. What was your path? What was your career? Were you looking to go into local government or? No, um, a few people know this, but my family were heavily involved in local government. So I I was exposed to local government from an early early age. So my father, my uncle were both CEOs in local government. Right. My grandfather was uh, president of a road board and mm-hmm. um, my auntie was like a qualified local government clerk. So it was actually something I grew up in and um, teenage Virginia, we were in um, Kalgoorlie, Boulder. My father was the CEO there. Mm. And so as a young person, I had the experience in the schoolyard of having my teachers kind of come up to me and give me a hard time about the bin runs. And <laughs> and uh, so I kind of had that exposure right from an early age of people getting really passionate about local government mm. and, and kind of giving you a hard time and, you know, about what they liked, what they didn't like, all that kind of stuff. So... Um, when I uh, was kind of going through university, um, I was work doing uni part time, and I um, was working full time to sort of support myself. And I saw a job come up in local government, which I applied for, and um, so I actually did about five years of local government, um, sort of early on while I was doing my degree. Okay. And uh, and because it was um, it was a place I was familiar with, so. I was really comfortable to sort of apply for a job there and mm-hmm. and to uh, sort of, you know, start my career there. 
and uh, worked through a couple of different local governments. And then um, my husband and I relocated to Sydney. And at that time, I found a job in a, um, a large corporation. And so then I sort of headed off into like a career mm. in, um, in sort of corporate worlds. And I actually found my early years in local government gave me really good grounding in a lot of stuff that I was able to take into a corporate role. And mm-hmm. I was able to be quite successful in the corporate role because I'd started in mm-hmm. local government. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then I've kind of lapped back around to it. As a, as a more mature person, yeah. <laughs> so why local government? Because I find it interesting. My mum worked in local government for quite a long time and then yep. uh, she went into uh, state politics yep. uh, as okay. far as working in, in for, for a politician. Um, and so politics has always sort of been around my uh, life as well and, yep. and, and local government. Yep. Uh, but for your family, was there a reason why they saw Because I guess it's the most in touch with people, right? It is, It's most yep. on the ground. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, For me, I actually think it's the most interesting tier of government because, as you say, you're closest to the people, most responsive to the people, and you can actually work with the community directly and make things happen. And um, But you also have to have a bit of... You've got to have a bit of fortitude. You've got to have a bit of strength and resilience because you do need to be able to kind of have... Um, people get really passionate about their mm. community, right? And that passion gets shown in a lot of different ways, and um, <laughs> as we know. And so you need to be able to kind of be, you know, stand toe-to-toe with someone who's really passionate about an issue. You need to be able to work through conflict. You've got to be able to work through difficult situations. Um, and I don't think state government and federal government have that degree of interaction with mm. community to the same to the same extent. You know, mm. we really are embedded in the community and... Um, so for me, I, I love the fact that we're helping to design communities, we're helping to build communities, but we're also there toe-to-toe with mums and dads, um, sort of making it happen and, mm. and making real changes that can impact on people's lives and, and their homes. And, um, you know, for, for most Australians, um, you know, their neighbourhood is the most important part of their life, right? Mm. You know, so... Um, it's where they live and work and raise their children and all that sort of stuff. So that's the part where we play. And and I also love the fact that we can be the voice of those of those ordinary Australians. We go out and we talk to the state government and the federal government and those big corporations on their behalf and mm-hmm. we try and make things happen that make a difference to people's lives. So for me, I find it it's so interesting. It's always different. And we cover so much ground as well. So, you know, in local government, you're kind of doing everything from building a road and a bridge and a footpath through to um, running community events and, you know, we're um, running swimming pools. And, mm. you know, I mean, it's it's such a diverse range of different kinds of jobs as well. So it's always really, really varied. And I love that as well. So what do you think people maybe get wrong about local government? Because you always hear this phrase of like rates, road, rubbish. Stick yep. to those things, local government. Yep. Don't you know, pull your head out and yep. do anything too extreme. Um, so what do you think people maybe don't know that local government does and what local government does well? I think, um, yeah, you're right, roads, rates, rubbish. I think probably from about the 1970s, local government started to move into more community service delivery and looking at those sorts of roles. And Mm. I think what people probably don't appreciate is because we are the closest tier of government to people, 
um, we often f- um, are kind of drawn into filling the gap. Mm-hmm. So if something's not happening at another level of government, we kind of get, <clears throat> you know, our community talks to us and sort of says, hey, you know, this is missing or this is causing us a problem and we're the ones sort of stepping in trying to find a solution for that problem. And so sometimes we get drawn into things which might not feel like it's our our knitting, Mm -hmm. um, but we're doing it because there is a pressure point in the community and we're trying to respond to it. Um, And so I think people don't don't necessarily appreciate the fact that we are there day to day trying to find those solutions for the real problems that are happening for for our community. And that's probably... Ten times, right, when yep. you come to remote areas Absolutely. like Karatha or yeah, yeah, Kalgoorlie yeah. Where, you, yep. where your dad was, I mean, away yep. from the big city where yep. you know, that's where most of the politicians live. Absolutely. Um, out yep. here, it really is the uh, the local government doing a lot of the heavy heavy lifting. Yeah, that's right. And we often talk um, within the city of Karatha about the fact that we step in where, um, where there's been market failure or mm. where there's been, you know, there's a gap. Um, and so... You know, Karatha gets a bit more involved in housing than a lot of other councils do. Mm-hmm. But that's because it's a really big issue for us and because of our remoteness, you know, issues around affordable housing get amplified mm-hmm. in the regions and we feel it so much more strongly. So we feel compelled to step into it because if we're not doing that, we're not responding to the most urgent need for our community right mm-hmm. now. Um, and so the really interesting thing for us is to kind of keep keep an eye on the balance in terms of are we helping to make bring others to the table so are we bringing developers and builders to the table and encouraging you know um, that investment or are we always sort of stepping in ourselves so we've got to try and make sure that we're enabling and advocating for solutions um, and then you know really only stepping in if we really feel that there's you know, an urgent need and, and if we don't, it won't happen. So, mm. you know, so it is, it's a bit of a balancing act. And I think coming back to um, what do people not know about local government, you know, we really are trying to pull as many levers as we can to enable those things to happen. And mm-hmm. and um, we're successful if, we, if we're getting developers, for example, to come in and actually build housing, um, then that's a success, right? Mm. We don't have to be doing it ourselves. Mm. Uh, so first impressions of Karatha, what oh. did you think when you rolled in? Um, I, I absolutely love it. So for me, I'm a country girl. So as soon as I kind of got off the plane and I'm looking at the, you know, that vast land in mm. front of us and the hills, uh, you know, it just takes your breath away. I think this the landscape here is just stunning and, uh, you know, I, I can't get enough of it. I'm, you know, whenever we have a moment we're out just sort of breathing in that mm-hmm. that land it's mm-hmm. just just incredible yeah yeah and uh w- when was the first time you came to Karatha? um for my interview yeah wow yeah, so yeah never yeah. been here before no so that's interesting no. so i've been in Karatha 12 nearly 12 years now yeah. and i've got to say the government and the pilbara city's plan did so much work yeah. in especially in the cbd because Karatha was a dog's breakfast when yeah. i first turned up yeah and i was like where is the town right yeah. where is the town the heart of the town and i think that's something the city's done a, a really great job absolutely with over the last decade yeah and it's a really pretty town now the CBD. it's beautiful yeah. yeah it is it's actually it it does take your breath away um and um I think 
for me, probably more telling is I brought my husband with me who's mm. never lived in the country, right. right? So for me, I was a little bit more kind of, you know, relaxed about what yeah. I was going to find. Um, for him, he, he actually tells people back in Perth, I've got no reason to go back to Perth. I'm loving it here. That's great. Yeah. And, you know, and so for him, he's going, this has got everything I need mm. as far as the city is concerned. So... Um, so it's really good to look at it through his eyes mm. and, you know, he, he has everything here that he feels comfortable to live a good life. And so, you know, I think, as you say, a testament to the leaders who have been building this city over the last 10 to 15 years, um, that's their legacy. You know, they've built an absolutely beautiful city for us to all live in. It's fantastic. Well, speaking of that need, I'm going to give you unlimited budget. Ooh. So no one hold Virginia accountable for this. But uh, if there's yep. something that you could bring to town or change yep. in town, is yep. there something that you think would be a real benefit or even to your husband's benefit? Oh, look, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look I... I'm going to, I'm very boring, but I'm just going to say for me at the moment, I'm single-minded about affordable housing. Mm. So um, so for me, I would just want to parachute in a lot more housing that is there for, for the everyday, you know, um, the everyday people. Um, I'd, I'd love to have a lot more childcare um, and I'd love to have some more seniors housing so mm. that, so we can actually create that whole of life experience for people and the generation on generation sort of living city that mm-hmm. that for me is sort of the the next step I'd love to see um I'd love to also see a um I think I'm sort of hearing um maybe a gymnastics type oh, yeah. um facility so you know that um it'll be up to council to decide what our priorities are but you know I think um there's a lot more that we you know I'd love to sort of see a um, a facility that supports a lot more indoor sport mm. and um, recreation, rock walls, mm. um, you know, trampolining. So some of those sorts of a bit different, more bespoke. bit more bespoke, and a little bit more kind of options for families and kids to do that are indoors. So that when the the um, the you know the weather's a bit harsh, they've got stuff to do. But We've got a young, growing, you know, um, demographic. Mm-hmm. So stuff that young families can do together. I'd love to sort of see a lot more stuff that we can do around that. It's funny you mentioned that. We had uh, Cassie Perry on the podcast <laughs> uh, from Karatha Basketball Association. She's yep. been involved in, in town for a long time. And we were joking that, you know, when the Leisureplex opened, yep. it was huge, right? Yeah, it, it is. like yeah, we yeah. went from one basketball court um, at the old KEC to, to three indoors and then a bunch outside. Yeah. But the funny thing is now We've gr- it's full. Right? It is full, and, yep. um, which and, is great, Yeah, right? it's great. It's a great great problem to have. And she yep. was saying that one of her dreams is to get yep. Karatha as an NBL1 team wow. into the okay. mix. And I thought, yeah, oh, that's yeah, a great yeah. idea. And yep. then, but also we're talking about the restraints on the ledge blacks and obviously yep. having uh, – it's very multi-use, right? You've got yep. netball, basketball, soccer, that's <laughs> gymnastics. It. Everyone's yep. in there, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And I think um, – I, I would love as many of our sort of sporting areas and courts and things like that to be undercover to kind mm. of give them that little bit of extra protection yep. and make it a bit more weather friendly for so that we can better use it all year round. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you know, that's, um, we're going to be doing some work over the next 12 months on rec facility planning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's see where that'll involve a lot of conversation with the community. You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get everyone's give people the opportunity to have input into that and you know let's try and pull together a 10 to 15 year plan of what those next mm. sorts of um uh what are those next builds that we're going to do and let's see see what we can create that'll be brilliant 
Uh, so what's it like being a CEO? Because uh, <laughs> coming into a role like this, I obviously, uh, you've probably yeah. done a lot of work in uh, leadership and the yep. style that you want yep. to lead in. So yep. what's your sort of approach to being a CEO? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I, I suppose I like to be quite collaborative and listen and work with people. So um, I'm, I'm not so much stepping in and directing traffic. Um and uh, for me, culture and people is really important. So I have spent quite a bit of time sort of just listening to, working with the team, understanding um, what the, you know, to, when I talk about the team, the team at the city, spent a lot of time talking to the community and different community groups. Um, so for me, it's about trying to understand the needs of the people that I'm working with. Um, and we're now getting into that stage, having been here six months, where we're now starting to. I'm, I've got a um, a much better understanding mm. of of what Karatha is about, and I think that's that was the thing I was most concerned about is not just kind of walking in assuming I know everything, mm. because every town is and every city is slightly different. You know, the um, you know it's the vibe, right? So mm-hmm. you've got to kind of get you've got to get tuned in to what is Karatha. Mm-hmm. So I've spent a lot of time trying to just kind of get that sense of who is Karatha and um, and so this next six months we'll start to really get a lot, lot more clarity for the team and um, in terms of what our our plan for the for you know this coming year is going to look like and and we'll sort of really start to kick some goals because I've got got a bit more clarity and I'm also mm-hmm. building good team around me so it's fantastic yeah. and it takes time because uh, we interviewed Chris Adams the previous CEO who yeah, yeah. Um, before you came on board and yeah he'd been in the role I think 10 correct 10 yeah. years or so yeah um, and obviously that yeah, you build, you know, a lot of history within the town That's because it. of that, and he'd grown up here as well. So that takes time. Um, so, is collaboration is that the key you think to a, to a good leader? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it's definitely about collaboration. You need to work with people mm-hmm. and take people with you, and um, and so I'll probably spend a little bit more time up front, um, understanding the needs, getting people's input. Um, making sure that we're hitting the right notes in terms of the plans that we're building. And then once, so a bit more time up front, but Mm -hmm. then the plan will be stronger because we'll have people's buy-in and we'll have different voices and different expectations around the table. So um, where we've got differences, I'll better know, having gone through that consultation up front, I'll better know how to deal with some of the points of conflict or Mm -hmm. the points of disagreement. So... Um, so yeah, you probably that's that's one of the things you'll notice with my leadership is a lot more consultation um, and understanding the perspectives of different people around the tables and and I suppose also honouring and respecting the different different points of view mm. um, because oftentimes there's wisdom in the points of disagreement you know so um, where people are disagreeing, oftentimes there'll be there'll be learnings in there. Mm. And if we're listening to all those points of disagreement, we might actually end up in a, a even in a stronger place um, coming out of it because mm-hmm. we've we've sort of digested different different views. So yeah, that's that's probably um, for me in in a nutshell, respect for people is really important to me. So mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, making sure that the quiet voices are being heard is probably really important to me. And then on a leadership side in terms of running a good business, I'm really kind of really passionate about making sure there's really good transparency and accountability and that we're 
um, running a really sound business on behalf of the community. I'm really mm-hmm. passionate about that. I, I want to make sure that people can kind of look at our books and the community can come along and look at our books. It's all out there and people can kind of even challenge us on how we're spending our money or um, or what we're doing. And from my point of view, if we're doing our, if we're doing our job really well and soundly and ethically and with integrity, then we've got nothing to hide, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I don't have any problems with people asking me questions. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, throw me a thousand questions. I'll be able to answer them for you because I'll be able to either show you how I've arrived at that decision or I'll be able to kind of demonstrate to you, you know, why we've done it or, you know, um, uh, yeah, what the priorities were that helped to shape that decision. And, you know, different people might make different different decisions in the if they were in the same situation as me. But I should be able to at least be able to um, set out for them the path mm. and the priority and why we got there. So, yeah, transparency and accountability is really important to me as well. So what's the feedback been like in town <laughs> as far as people would sort of know you a little bit more, recognise you, yeah. walk around, go to the coffee yeah. shops, uh, yeah. people coming up saying hi? Yeah, they definitely are. And I've got to <laughs> say, um, I, fi- I have found, that's probably been the thing that's taken me back a bit. Yeah, um, I've, I've, I have personally struggled with that because um, that's been a new experience, mm. you know. When you like work in local government in um, in the city, a bit more anonymous. You you are definitely anonymous, yeah. right? And um, so I'll work in one part of the city, and then I'll get in my car and drive home to another part of my city, and no one knows That's who true, I am, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have found that a little bit strange to get <laughs> used to, um, and uh, you know, I, I'm supposed that will and. Because I'm still learning um, who's who. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't often know who I'm talking to. <laughs> so, sorry to people out there, but you know, if you get a black look, um, and I'm probably not very good with um, with names oh, at the best of times, right? Yeah, yeah. I need a notebook and a pad to write everything down. So yeah, yeah but oh, well, it's hard recognise. I always struggle when. Uh, especially on the weekends when people are out of uniform. Correct, right? and that's you, it. Yeah, you yeah. know them as the person in this certain you uniform, would, then you see them again, you're like, oh, I know you. But you I, would have that. Yeah. You would have I'm that. Terrible. You'd have it more than me, oh. I think. Well, I think having an unusual name like Pablo and yours is not yeah, a typical yes, name either. Yes, unusual. People remember it, yeah. and then it's very hard to remember other yeah. people's names sometimes. I, what I do love, though, and I suppose I take encouragement from it, is, um, you know, so I was out at a pub the other night and I had a few people come up to me and. Um, and it was, you know, a few employees from the city and um, what I was really, you know, I loved it. You know, I love when people come up and have a chat. Um, mm-hmm. And But what, I love the fact that people feel comfortable to do that, yeah. you know. So for me, I think it's, A, it's part of the welcoming nature of people in the Pilbara. But also for me, that sort of says, oh, okay, you know, my um, I am uh, creating an environment where people feel comfortable to come up and have a chat to me. And so that for me is a good good sign um, as a leader, I want people mm-hmm. to do that. So, yeah. so I kind of, you know, go, okay, well, that's that's good, um, and, and yeah. So I just love it. But yeah, it is a little bit strange. I sort <laughs> of, I am a bit more conscious of, you know, doing my hair and making sure I'm, <laughs> I'm not wearing my uh, my tracky dacks with yeah, holes in them. Boots my Ugg boots. Server, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a little bit more conscious of that. But, um, but yeah, you know. I'm I'm pretty easy going with that sort of stuff and, and what you see is what you get. So, you know, um yeah. 
if I'm if I'm out having a drink, then that's just who I am, you know. So well, let's uh, find out. Is there anything we always bring this question on our guests? Is there something, maybe a party trick or something, <laughs> when they meet you? Yeah, they go. I did not know Virginia did that. Like a hidden trick, a talent, a, a hobby. Trick. Um, could be anything really. I, people wouldn't know that. I you am do. a karaoke queen. Oh, so right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have I not told you that? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I actually. Um, the the only trouble is um, my my husband won't come out with me, so I have to I'll have to go. I, I did notice that the um, GC's got karaoke on Friday oh. night, so I might have to head on down there. Song of choice? Do you have a song of choice? Uh, oh look, I like I like a solid rock classic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I've been known to bash out a My Sharona from time to time. <laughs> yeah, really embarrassing sort of sort of stuff. Okay, um, so you ever see Virginia down at Grand Central on a Friday? Encourage yep. her to get on the karaoke. Correct. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, or come up, come up and sing alongside me. Even better. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, last question, Virginia. What, what's next for you, and what's next for the city? Oh, look. I think um, look for the city. It's going from strength to strength. You know. So, I think, as you said, um, Chris and the and um, the leaders of the last ten years have done an amazing job. So, I'm um, very lucky to be in this role. And um, I think uh, what's next for me? Hopefully, a really strong um, next five years in this role. Um, I think what we'll see over the next 12 months is a lot more opportunities for community to get involved. We've got a real focus on community engagement. Mm -hmm. We've got a real focus this year on um, community infrastructure planning. So we'll definitely see a lot more of that. Um, we'll be doing a lot of work on um, housing solutions cause the, and cost of living solutions because that's a real pain point for our mm -hmm. community right now. Um, and yeah, so, you know, they're, they're probably the, the top of mind things for me and, um, and yeah, just, um, on a personal note, just loving, loving life here and, um, I'm going to be doing a lot more camping and getting mm. out, getting out and about and, and just enjoying the landscape. It's going to be, going to be magic. Well, Virginia, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Fantastic. Thanks, Pablo. The feel good start to your day. This is Pablo for breakfast. Triple M.